0: everyone and welcome to another episode of access press you may call me matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast this is episode 8 from the week of september 2nd 2018. Last week uh, was a very exciting episode, and I've gotten such positive feedback from it. Uh, Last week was a different show where I had had a guest on who could be one of my possible co-hosts in the future as I evolve the show, uh, and that was Giovanni, and we talked everything about Food and Wine Festival, and I've been hearing such great things about it, and I'm I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it because it was just a much more casual conversation, Than what we usually do here on the podcast, Um, because I do I do like bringing you guys the news. But I think with the food and wine festival starting last week, it was a good good opportunity to discuss everything food and wine and talk about our experiences and hopefully something uh, it could be something that you guys could use when you go on future uh, vacations to Walt Disney World uh, and when you visit the food and wine festival. So. Yeah, I just appreciate everyone reached out to me, and just telling me how much they enjoyed that episode. But this episode, we're we're getting back to normal. Um, we're, we're there's a lot of news to catch up on because, like I said on last week's episode, I was actually away last weekend, so I couldn't really I couldn't do a, a regular episode. So I'm kind of packing in two weeks worth of news into this episode. Now there's. There's a lot of bigger news items, and those are the ones that I'm going to kind of hit on in this episode. There are some smaller ones, but um, I'm going to try to not go through them rapid fire, but because I do want to talk about them pretty extensively, because there, there's a lot of cool news coming out. Uh, and especially we want to talk about uh, Mickey's 90th birthday celebration, which is happening this November. And then I'm really excited, because they announced... Uh, a cantina that's going to be opening up in galaxy's edge so i'm really excited to talk about that and then disney also the offer uh, they're also offering a new disney early morning magic uh and if you don't know what that is well i'm gonna talk about it soon so um and there's there's lots more to discuss so without further ado let's uh let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the XS press podcast So this year is actually mickey mouse's 90th birthday and all of the disney parks around the world will be celebrating so disney had announced that each park is going to be doing its own uh, festivities around it um so walt disney world in florida uh, will celebrate mickey's birthday between november 16th and the 18th now you'll be able to get special merchandise uh, there's going to be food and beverages uh, that they'll be able to get as well uh, and then the move it shake it dance and play it street party uh, they'll they'll be doing a, a new form of celebration for his birthday and then uh, the dapper Dan's will be singing uh, happy birthday to him on main street uh, and then there's also going to be a special uh, birthday dance party over at the rocket tower plaza stage in tomorrowland and that's over kind of near where space mountain is um, in carousel progress Uh, And then, in 2019, Walt Disney World will continue celebrating the world's biggest mouse party uh, as that comes to the resort. Uh, Now, I'm not really sure too much what that means. It's pretty vague, so I'm not sure what celebrations are coming in 2019, but apparently it's going to be happening all year long. Um, So, we'll definitely be on the lookout for news on that. And then, over in Disneyland... Uh, they're going to also host a Celebration Cavalcade for Mickey Mouse on November 18th, uh, and that's going to have uh, a lot of other characters in it, as well as the Disneyland band. Uh, and that's going to be starting over at It's a Small World, and then it's going to pause for a special moment uh, at Sleeping Beauty, Ca- Sleeping Beauty Castle, and then it's going to continue down Main Street. Um, and again, that the party also continues into 2000, 2019. So very, very, kind of similar between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, and then the cruise line, the, the only thing they say about the Disney cruise line, I, I know I don't talk about it much on the podcast, but they do mention it as well. Uh, they just say that in 2019, they're going to be celebrating his birthday. Not much details there. Uh, but then Shanghai Disneyland, uh, that, or Shanghai Disney, they'll be getting... a a big celebration as well there's going to be a brand new mickey theme float uh, at the opening ceremony of the shanghai tourism festival uh, and that's on september 15th and that's going to commemorate the shanghai launch of the world's biggest mouse party and then also at shanghai disneyland a giant birthday card will be installed next to the storyteller statue and that's going to feature birthday wishes from all of Mickey's friends. So it's going to be like Daisy, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto and everyone else. And then from November 16th to the 18th, uh, guests will be, will enjoy different themed foods and merchandises, uh, merchandise offerings as well. And they'll be able to sing happy birthday to Mickey just before uh, each nighttime spectacular show. And, and again, that's only from the 16th to the 18th. Um, and that's also happening in front of Enchanted Storybook Castle. Um, and then we're going to move on over to Hong Kong Disneyland. And it's going to begin its celebrations on November 18th. And there will be commemorative park tickets, special food and beverages, and all, as well as merchandise. Um, it says there's going to be a hotel room overlay. So I, it doesn't really specify which hotel it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. But there's also going to be a We Love Mickey, quote-unquote, uh, projection show through February 19th. And Hong Kong Disneyland guests will also receive special birthday stickers, and that's only available on November 18th. So a lot going on over there. And then in Tokyo, at the Tokyo Disney Resort, uh, they'll also be joining in the, on the celebration this fall with special decorations and merchandise. And that's all it says about that. Uh, and then over at Disneyland Paris, they'll celebrate the world's biggest mouse party uh, into, and into the winter. So again, not too many details there, but they will be celebrating in one way or another. And now, so I'm kind of bummed out because I'm not going to be able to go to any of those celebrations this year. But, well, actually, if I go next year, I I, I might be able to see uh, whatever's going on in 2019. But what I am excited about is... If you're near New York City, there's going to be a, uh, an interactive art exhibit called Mickey, the True Original Exhibition. Uh, and this art exhibit opens from November 8th to uh, February 10th of 2019. And it is a immersive pop uh, art exhibition. Uh, and it's inspired by Mickey's status as a true original and his global impact on popular culture and art. So, I'm really excited because I live pretty close to New York City. Um, I shouldn't say pretty close, really close. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited that I'm able to do this. Uh, I already talked to my wife and she is down to go. So, I'm, I can't wait to check out this exhibition uh, that's again happening in New York City uh in november 8th to the february 10th and you know what i did see uh where it is going to be exactly and i didn't put it in my notes and uh, i'm sorry i wish i did so i'm gonna have to get that to you next week but so that's all the news that disney had released on mickey's 90th birthday for this year uh it's a it's big celebration lots going on um so if, if you're in walt disney world and Disneyland, um, it's happening between like this November 16th and 18th uh but like I said there will be stuff going on into the next year so all right well happy birthday Mickey and uh, cannot wait to celebrate with you so the next piece of news item I want to talk about is Star Wars because I know we all love Star Wars yeah. a big Star Wars fan like me, I think I think one of the most memorable scenes out of all of the movies uh, was the cantina scene from Star Wars A New Hope. Um, now, I think when Galaxy's Edge was announced, everyone was hoping that they would have a cantina to go to where they can grab a drink. Uh, and guess what? Disney this past week announced Oga's Cantina, which is coming to the Galaxy's Edge uh, in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. So, super excited about that. Now, I think with Galaxy's Edge, this is going to be a very different theme park, or I shouldn't say theme park, it's going to be a very different land compared to all the other ones that we currently have, because from what I've been reading and hearing is that all of the cast members are going to be really immersed into this universe, and Disney wants guests to feel that they are part of the Star Wars universe, so... They had sent along a description in the Disney Parks blog post about Oga's Cantina, and I kind of want to read through it because it's, it is a story that they're telling with this cantina, and it's, it's really interesting, and I hate not to read it, so bear with me as I, as I read this post from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, they were the ones that put this up. What they said was, in quotes, Uh, No self-respecting remote outpost on the edge of the galaxy would call itself a smuggler's planet without a cantina, and Black Spire Outpost is no exception. Today, I'm pleased to share more details for Oga's Cantina, which will be serving pilots, bounty hunters, smugglers, locals, and galactic travelers alike when it opens in 2019. Visitors come to this notorious local watering hole to unwind, conduct shady business, and maybe even encounter a friend or a foe. Run by an intriguing alien proprietor, Oga Gara, the cantina adheres to a strict code of conduct that tries to keep its unruly patrons in check. But with a history of being a smuggler's safe haven and a popular stopping point for those seeking to avoid the authorities, you can bet that the cantina has a story or two to tell. Oga's Cantina is the kind of establishment that attracts some of the most interesting and disreputable characters in the galaxy, and you never know when a stormtrooper or a familiar face will show up. Patrons of the Cantina come across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions created with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods served in unique vessels. With choices for kids and libations for adults, the Cantina will make a great stop. Musical entertainment is provided courtesy of RX 24, the former Star Speeder 3000 pilot droid we first met in Star Tours, who has re-envisioned himself as the Cantina's DJ. As quirky and talkative as ever, he's still trying to do his best on the job. Get ready to listen to some unique music, taste the best drinks in the galaxy, and surround yourself with a colorful cast of characters. You never know what will happen in the Cantina. And the cantina's doors open in 2019, and that is at both Disneyland and the Walt Disney World Resort. So, oh man, that sounds really cool. So it sounds like if you're at this bar, there might be cast members dressed up as just other pilots and bounty hunters. And then stormtroopers might come in and arrest them. There might be... So you know how in Hollywood studios, like there would be those character actors that would go in on the streets... Uh, and just start performing. Um, there's there's a lot of cool. I forget what the the exact name of them, uh, like those those street performers are. But they're they're really awesome. They're like the patrons of Sunset Boulevard or something like that. I can't remember. But I could see that being a part of the cantina where like people start acting out in front of you. Um, so that's that's going to be a pretty unique experience if that's what it is. And I was also really excited that they announced that RX-24, the Star Speeder 3000 pilot droid, uh, he's going to be the DJ. Now that's awesome because I remember growing up, my I remember my dad he had actually filmed Star Tours with his VHS uh, camera and back in like 1994. And I used to watch that tape all the time. And but I would always hear I w- when I was a kid that was just one of my favorite rides because I would always hear the droid. So I'm really excited that they're bringing him back as the DJ, and I guess he'll kind of he'll be similar to how um, Cosmic Ray is over at the Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland, where it'll be again he'll be an animatronic, just uh, talking and playing and playing songs, and um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, This sounds awesome, though. Uh, I cannot wait for Galaxy's Edge. It's but oh man, this is gonna be madness going in. Like there's gonna be so many people trying to get into this cantina. It's gonna be crazy. Um, actually, and, and before I end this segment, uh, I just wanted to say, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, I believe it's on Hollywood Boulevard, there is a, like a pop-up Star Wars cantina. I think it's called Villainy and Scum. Uh, but it looks very similar to the cantina I'm tattooing. Uh, I actually was there a few months ago. My friend was, Uh, Was like hey come come check this out. I need to show you something and he brought me to this cantina bar So if you're if you're looking for something in the meantime, and you're in the LA area look up villainy and scum Star Wars pop-up bar So anyways, I'm just really excited for galaxy's edge and I and I cannot wait for this Just to come alive like I I can't wait to see the Star Wars galaxy in whole and I think the one more uh, Sorry one more thing. I didn't want to say about this. I think Disneyland Resort has a no alcohol policy still uh, and this might be the first bar that allows alcohol in Disneyland. I'm not sure if that's true, but I'm just th- I'm thinking out loud so who knows Anyways, so I can't wait for Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's coming very late, most likely 2019 and it's not coming soon enough. <laughs> Pusha. Hey, sorry, folks. I'm sure to do better next time. It my first slide, and I'm still getting used to my programming. We do hope hey. you enjoyed your tour again, and we'll come back soon. So if you're going to Walt Disney World Resort for this upcoming holiday season, uh, I would definitely recommend going to see the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, Fireworks Spectacular over at Hollywood Studios. And if you want, they are offering a dessert party for it. Uh, So Disney actually announced some of the details for this uh, the past week or so. So before the show begins, uh, you'll go to the Chinese Theater Courtyard, where you'll get to enjoy a a wide variety of holiday-themed snacks, uh, desserts, different beers, wines, and other alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. There's even going to be a special VIP character for meet and greet. They didn't say who that was, so I'm kind of curious who that's going to be. And then after that, you'll be escorted over to a reserved viewing area. So... It's just it's going to be your standard dessert party. You go in, eat, and then watch the fireworks. So this dining experience will occur nightly between November 6th of this year, and then it's going to go uh, through January 6th of next year. Uh, and the event uh, it happens about an hour and a half prior to each night's showtime. Um, and the pricing for this um, it does range a bit. So the pricing is $79 per adult and $45 per child from ages 3 to 9. But that very, very popular week in December, which is December 20th, between December 23rd and January 1st, um, is, the pricing is going to be $89 per adult uh, and $49 per child. So, so yeah, those are the details on the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam Dessert Party if you're interested in that so if you use the my disney uh, experience app uh, like i do there's they're adding a lot of cool new features to it uh, one of my favorite features recently was the mobile food ordering i love using that app at save or that portion of the app it saves so much time when you're visiting the parks but another new feature that they've um they've had now for the past few months is guests can now use uh, a bluetooth enabled their smartphone they could use that as a digital key to unlock their hotel room door Uh, so you can use your magic band as well um, but they they're now offering people to use it on their phone So this originally made its debut at the Wilderness Lodge earlier this year, but it's now available at all of the the Disney resorts in Walt Disney World, Uh, and that also includes the Disney Vacation Club properties. So apparently, there's a pretty cool effect that when you use your phone, the sound of pixie dust will fill the air as your your hotel room uh, hotel door opens. So yeah, that's neat. Guests can also use their key for a variety of other things as well, like the hotel entrance gate and common area doors that require a key, which could be like fitness centers, elevators, or even club level lounges. Now, I think this will be a good feature, like say maybe you you got locked out of the room and you didn't have your magic band on you. Um, So I, I think that would be a good reason to have it. But yeah i mean this works it works pretty much the same way as like your your magic band would so just another feature to to, tell to make your trip a bit easier so but yeah so now digital keys are available at all resorts and you can use that right away So another just quick announcement that Disney had made. Um, now this isn't like theme park related. Uh, I mean it is, but it's more about the cast members. And but I did want to mention this because this is a really cool thing that the that Disney is doing. Uh, so they introduced something called Disney Aspire, um, and what it is, it's a hundred percent tuition paid education inv- investment program, uh, and that's. That's going to be geared towards the hourly cast members, so it's going to be launching this fall and then all of the eligible US-based hourly full-time and part-time Disney cast members and employees will be able to, to, do, to use this money for, for college. So that's, that's really exciting. So there's like an initial investment of $50 million and there's going to be another up to $25 million annually. So, Disney's going to pay for all the tuition up front, and it's going to make it uh, even easier for cast members to take that leap back into college. Um, the program also gives cast members the opportunity to enroll uh, in different online courses across a network of schools. So, that's it's super exciting that they're doing this for the cast members. Um, and I just think this is a great program that they had announced. So the next item I want to discuss is that you can now go to Toy Story Land before the park opens. Now I know you're thinking that uh, what a, there's already early morning magic hours, but if you didn't know Disney early morning magic is what they call this, uh, it's launched actually at the Magic Kingdom Park in 2016 and it's actually a special event that gives guests early access to spe- uh, to select attractions. And this has been very popular, and Disney is now expanding this to Toy Story Land at uh, the Hollywood Studios starting September 17th. And this is going to be available on select mornings before the park opens. And what it does is Disney Early Morning Magic, it offers exclusive limited time access to Toy Story Land. And that includes all the rides there, so like Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucer, Toy Story Mania... And there's also going to be character greetings with Woody, Jesse, and Buzz. So, but what's also cool with this is that it also includes a continental breakfast, and there's going to be fruit, yogurt, pastries, and some cereal, and as well as avocado toast or fried chicken, and even a cronut with maple gla- uh, cronut with maple glaze. And if you heard the podcast last week, you know how much I love cronuts. So. So this is a hard ticketed event, so it does cost some money, uh, but this is going to be taking place on Mondays and Wednesdays from 7.30 a.m. to 8.45 a.m., and breakfast will be available until 10 a.m., and this actually costs $79 per adult and $69 for children, Um, and you also need a valid theme park admission, so you already have to have your ticket uh, as, uh, like a regular Disney theme park ticket as well. So, yeah. So again, I'm like, I'm not sure if I would do this. I don't think this is for me. Um, but I know some people like to get an early morning start and they they need to catch, they need to do as many things as they can. I think how I kind of tour the park now is especially last trip is we were, we weren't up that early. Like we kind of slept in most of the days, but so some people might be interested in this if they really want to see the parks with no one in it because it is kind of crowded now. So, hey, if you're into this, go for it. So, so yeah, that is the Disney early morning magic over at Hollywood Studios. So if you've been to the resorts in the past year, you will now see that there have been minivans uh, around the park. And if you don't know what the minivans are, it is a personal ride service uh, which had debuted last year at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, and how that worked is like if you if you they're actually connected with Lyft. So it works very similar to Lyft or Uber where you can go on your phone and order an, uh order one of these minivans. Uh, and but that's actually done through the Lyft app, so they were able to do it from resorts to resorts to parks. So uh, like a really good reason to have uh, either you either use Uber or Lyft if at the World Disney World resort is like say you have you're you're staying at the Polynesian, but you have a dining reservation over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's it's much easier if you and if you don't have a car, it's very easy just to order an Uber or Lyft to go over there. But Disney saw how popular that how popular that was on the property, so they started. They announced their own uh, res, uh, uh, transportation service, and they're calling these minivans. So they're they I think they're like Ford Explorers or there's six passenger vehicles that that are decked out with red. Uh, it's all red and white polka dots, uh, kind of similar to Mini. So so that debuted last year. But what I want to discuss is that you can actually use these minivans for traveling from the to and from the Orlando international airport. So that's brand new. And I didn't mention this before, but minivans are driven by cast members. So like you'll get that really, you'll get the first class Disney experience with a cast member driving it. Um, And I, I guess I did want to mention that if you do it, like if you do it anywhere on property, it's $25. Um, Per ride, and it's kind of cheap because, like, if you just do like a regular Uber or Lyft, uh, it's like probably like seven or eight, maybe. It's it's much cheaper. But so, if you want to use this service going to the the Orlando International Airport, uh, it actually is going to be a hundred fifty dollars each way, and gratuity is not included in that. Um, so it's kind of a steep price, but. I mean, what's great about it is it's it's all it's Disney, so it's you know it's going to be first class. It's going to be a great experience. So if you're interested in using this, uh, the hours of operation for the shuttle service is for flight arrivals from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., and for flight departures are 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. And each minivan can hold up to six passengers and eight medium-sized suitcases and up to three complimentary car seats can be provided and ADA accessible vehicles are available. So I I think the one downside to this is that the transportation on property can be arranged in the Lyft app, but if you wanna use the shuttle service to the airport, you actually have to call Disney up. So if you wanna do this, just call 407-WDW-PLAY. Um, so I think that's kind of the one downside. You can't like do it online or through an app. So hopefully they change that in the future. But I'm not sure if I would do this. Uh, $150 is kind of steep and I really don't mind taking the Magical Express. Uh, I, th- I think that will be a much better option for me. So anyways, this is a good idea if you're trying to save time. And I know a lot of people like to make reservations like the first day that they get there. So like they could be in a rush from the airport to get to the reservation. So you could do that as an option, but yeah, this is pretty cool. I don't think it's for me, but I'm um, I'm glad that Disney is is meeting the demand or is going for the demand of like people wanting this. So I think that's that's pretty awesome. So yeah, use a minivan if you want. I still haven't used one, but I heard they're awesome. But uh but yeah, so if you want to travel to and from Orlando Orlando International Airport, you can use a minivan. <music> Next item on the list is Storybook Dining at Artist Point debuts this winter at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Uh, so there's actually gonna be, there's going to be an all-new character dining experience opening at the Wilderness Lodge. The Wilderness Lodge is my favorite resort. If you've never been, please visit it. Uh, it is I think it's the best resort and one of the best themed resorts as well. I love it. But so Artist Point is actually like more of like a signature restaurant. Um, I've actually never eaten at it. So I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that it is getting a storybook dining experience. Um, But how it's described is that it invites invites guests to venture into an enchanted forest-like setting inspired by uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So pretty much while you eat your meal, you'll be visited by Snow White, Dopey, and Grumpy. And I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm... I'm pretty sure you can only see the dwarves during the Halloween party. I don't think they're out and about anywhere else. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of cool if you want to meet the dwarves, um, and you also get a chance to meet the Evil Queen. So, there is not there's not a lot of details on this just yet besides that. But the the dining for this will be a themed prefix menu, uh, and you'll get a like an appetizer or like a shared starter, which is what they say. Um, And then an entree and a dessert. So more details will come in that in the future. But if you want to do the storybook dining, that is going to be beginning uh, this winter. So Disney announced a, a youth education series, and it's going to be called the Science Behind the Seeds program, and that's coming for 2019. Uh, and that this is for students from grade K through 12. Uh, and this is the the newest uh, Disney Youth Education Series program, and that celebrates all the science behind sustainable food production. And what it is, it's a three hour program um, that's going to pretty much just take the students on. A discovery of how science, technology, sustainability, and teamwork, how they come together to generate potential solutions for the needs of a growing population. So in short, this is pretty much like an interactive exploration of living with the land, which is an attraction over at Epcot. Um, And they'll kind of learn how to like incorporate um, different growing techniques that they could use in like a garden at home. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of other things that they can do. Uh, and this includes like learning how to help plants grow and how alternative fruits, uh, vegetables, and grains can di- can diversify their diets and gardens. Um, so if you want to do this, you can register a group of 10 or more students or like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. They can do this as well. Uh, and you can check more information of that over at Disney youth.com so that's a pretty cool program i know disney still loves doing uh education purposes um i feel like with a lot of the attractions you don't see that as much anymore or a lot of the new attractions going in it's they they used to call it edge edutainment edutainment i think that's what it's called so it's like education and education and entertainment Uh, i know that's what like epcot that used it used to be a lot of that but it's it's kind of changing now but so it's good to see that Disney still wants to to teach the kids um, stuff like this. So yeah, that's interesting. But the um, so the last news item I do want to discuss for today, uh, nothing too crazy, but I just wanted to say that Time Magazine actually recognized Pandora, the world of Avatar, as like the best of the best. So. They put it on their list of world's greatest places. Now, this list contains uh, a thousand, uh, sorry, not a thousand, a hundred destinations from around the world, uh, and quote-unquote, uh, this recognizes newsworthy, groundbreaking, and innovative travel destinations, experiences, and companies that stand out in the travel space, influencing both leisure and business globally. So this, this list truly captures the best of the best among of the of among more than 1200 editors and ex- expert nominations from around the world. So, I just thought this was really interesting cuz I mean, Disney really did knock it out of the park with Pandora. The the park is just so well themed and I I need more time to explore that park. I mean, if you haven't been on Flight of Passage, it it truly is such a an immersive attraction and definitely one of the best rides I've ever been on. Um and experience Pandora in the morning, and experience it for at dusk and at night are just total different experiences. Um, so I just thought that was kind of cool that Time Magazine had recognized that. So, but yeah, so we're gonna end with the news on on that note for today. Um, over the past couple of weeks, those were kind of the bigger news stories that had hit uh, the parks. Um, they did kind of discuss. Uh, all the things that are happening for the, the Mickey's uh, I'm blanking on the name, the Christmas party, uh, Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. They announced some details on that, but I I think that'll be a a segment that I'm going to put off for, for next week. Um, so we'll, we'll discuss that then, but I just, I wanted to keep this kind of short and I wanted to try to keep the show in a good time length, but yeah, so those are, those are the big stories that had happened over the past week. But, um, but yeah, so that's uh that's it for the for the news this week. So I do have a couple questions that I received this past week, uh, and that was from Carter over on Instagram. Uh, and again, if you want to ask me any questions, you can, you can send a message over at excesspresspodcast@gmail.com uh, at gmail.com. And then also every week, I also put up a Ask Me Anything on Instagram uh, over on my Instagram story. So that's where I got these questions. Uh, but first question that Carter had asked was, "Have I ever stayed at Pop Century? Any feedback?" And I might go in May, so I have never actually stayed at Pop Century. Um, It's—I I don't think I've stayed at any of the values, uh, but all right, I know I haven't. I haven't stayed at any of the values, but I—I I have heard Pop Century is definitely one of the the better value resorts, uh, and that's—it's also across the way from Art of Animation, which is uh, I heard awesome as well. Um, And that's actually like they're right across the street from each other and you can get to one another from a a bridge access from what I understand Uh, because there's a – they call it Hourglass Lake. So across this lake is Pop Century in the art of animation. And I I think you can share the pools there as well. But um, yeah, but I mean I I know people that stayed at Pop Century and they love it. Um, It is a big resort. Uh, There's a, a lot of people that could stay there um and i know sometimes if you go out crowded crowded or like busier times of the year and if like say you're leaving magic kingdom late at night uh after fireworks like the lines for the buses could be very long but i think they do have more buses allocated to those resorts um but so yeah i, I personally i haven't stayed there but i have heard great things about it so if you're definitely looking to save a little bit of money, um, I, th- I think that'll be a good option for you, because uh, I think they could start at like a hundred bucks a night, or, or sometimes less depending on the time. But um, but yeah. So and then Carter also asks when is the soonest I've ever booked a trip before going. Um, so I've so I've gone three. Three times to Walt Disney World in the past five years. And then actually booked a trip out to Disneyland as well. Um, and all of those trips besides one, I, I booked them pretty far in advance. Um, definitely like five, six months in advance. I mean, what, I mean one time we went in October and we had booked in February earlier that, that last year. And then like in 2017, I went on my bachelor party in March and we had already started the planning of June in 2016. So it was like nine months ahead of time. Um, so I I think it really depends, but like this past year, my wife and I, we, booked it a month in advance we were just like hey you want to go and then we did and it it was it was awesome it was a great trip um so i think so i think the again the benefits of booking sooner than later is that you'll definitely get better options when it comes to hotels because the hotel properties do book up fairly fairly quickly and and limitate um availability becomes comes much harder if you book um the very last minute. I mean, we, we, we were fine when we booked a, a month in advance, but we only had, like, because my father-in-law is a DVC member, or he's a Disney Vacation Club member, and we we only had the choices between, like, Old Key West or Saratoga Springs, uh, and there was very limited availability, and we, we went with Old Key West, and we loved it. It was a f- phenomenal resort, um, but, yeah, you do have to deal with availability issues if you book uh, later. Um, now when it comes to reserve, like if you book reservations earlier, you'll get pretty much whatever you want. So you'll get those like harder, uh, harder reservations to get. Um, but like when we were looking to go on this past trip where we booked a month in advance, we didn't really, we didn't even book any reservations. I think we booked like a couple, um, like homecoming we really, really what we really wanted. So I was able to find a reservation for that. um, and then even with so even with fast passes so like with fast passes, yes, you want to book it if you're staying on property. You want to book it 60 days out because then you'll get you'll get the fast passes you want. So like Flight of Passage, or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, or for Frozen uh, Ever After, um, you'll get them. But when I was on, when we went last minute, like I was able to book, uh, I was able to book Flight of Passage seven hours mind train frozen after like a day a two or a week before I even left because people cancel people cancel their plans and they can't do anymore they switch they switch time so like two days before I left I like I was just proactive every single day on the app like I was able to get an 8 a.m fast pass for flight of passage I'm like here we go that's it so um I, I think there's there's pros and cons of booking sooner uh or later um, I think booking later is a bit more fun because like everything's, you can be much more spontaneous with your, with your, with your plans, at Disney world. Um, and this past trip was one of the best, was definitely one of the most fun trips I had on because like, I didn't, I had the, the park day scheduled out, but like, we were pretty much just like go with the flow. Like, okay, what do we want to do tonight? Where do we want to eat? Cause like when we went, um, a couple years ago. Uh, we i had like every reservation booked i every dining reservation okay we're doing this we're doing that but like we kind of just went go with the flow on this past trip so uh but yeah so there, so i i think i think i went on a tangent with your question but um but yeah i i think like i said there's benefits for booking sooner or later so it all depends what you want to do but um so that's it for the, the questions uh this week. Um now again if you guys want to send any in, you can do so over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com or you can shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter, or over on Facebook on uh, at Press podcast. So uh that's that's gonna wrap it up this week and uh I'm gonna shoot you guys over to the outro. All right, well that's uh, that's it for this week's episode, and I just uh, really appreciate pre- appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I've it, this is so much fun doing this this podcast. I'm really loving it, and uh, I'm glad that you guys are along with me on this journey. But um, but yeah, if if you're not subscribed already, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or. However, you listen to podcasts, um, just let me know if there's another app or website you listen to, and I'll, and I'll make sure to add it there. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll it'll really help out the podcast. Um, and also, if you haven't been to our website yet, you can you can check that over at excesspresspodcast.com. So check that out. I post all the episode there, and then also I have links uh, to all my social media pages and all the different places that you can subscribe to the podcast. So it's over there. Uh, and if you're not following me on social media, you can do that, uh, by going to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and by going, uh, looking up excess press podcast. Uh, and if you have like a question or anything like that, you can shoot that over to excess press podcast that gmail.com. Um, you can just send me, leave, leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the show. Um, so, I'll, I'll, any questions, comments? Hey, shoot them on over. So, um, and also, if if you have any friends or family um, that are Disney Disney fans, hey, share the podcast with them. Um, that that'd be great. Uh, I would I would truly appreciate that. But um, but also, if you're subscribed to the Anchor app, uh, you can actually send me a voice message. So, if you have any tips, comments, or questions about a previous show. Or any upcoming shows you might want, like something you might want to hear, uh, just let me know and I can play your message on an upcoming episode. But thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.